0: It's news time with award-winning newsman extraordinaire, Kevin James. Chinese woman stopped for driving bumper car on the highway. Am I the only one who realizes that this story isn't news? It's not news. It's Kevin's News. Ladies and gentlemen, say hello to Kevin James. Kevin. All right, news is brought to you by Super One Foods. Stay. I think I done gone and jinxed myself. Uh-oh. What did I tell you earlier about sugar stuff? It didn't give you a stomach ache? I'm like, yeah, because you said, boy, that sugar thing, that's going to give you a stomach ache to in five minutes. And I said, no, you should don't get a stomach ache with sweets. And I don't. Like, I'm I'm the kind of guy who can eat something sweet. And I always hear people say that. Oh, man, if I have another bite of this. I'm, And I always wish I had that because <laughs> I can just eat it and it doesn't bother me. But for some reason... Boy, oh boy! Zero sugar caramel macchiato, international delight. Hmm. I don't know. I've had like not so two much drinks of it, and I feel like I'm gonna barf. Oh gosh! I mean, congrats. Yeah, for joining the crowd. Jinxed myself. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't say stupid stuff like that. That never happens. Yeah, the person who says, "Oh man, are you serious? You're sick." I never get sick.
1: And then they Oof. get
0: sick, and you just go, "Well, I wasn't rooting for you, but kind of." Now, this, speaking of not getting sick, these young ladies are quite a story. Three sisters from Kansas are celebrating after the youngest of the group just had her 100th birthday. The youngest had her 100th Yep. Wow. Frances Compass turned 100 years old Ooh, on I guess November her name was 11th. She is following in the footsteps of her older sisters, Julia, who's 104. And Lucy, who's 102. Oh, wow. That's amazing. She says, I'm so thankful for all of us girls being together all this time. Our father lived till he was 99. So we knew we had some longevity in our family, but never expected for all of us to make it past 100. When they asked her, you know, that's pretty impressive. What's the secret? And she said... Well, one time when I was in high school, I made out with my sister's boyfriend. Is that really (laughs) what she said? No, no, no. We made the secret for staying alive so long. Oh, oh. Well, I think we eat right, don't we? And (laughs) pray and try to stay out of mischief. What a great answer from a 100-year-old woman. We pray and try to stay out of mischief. It's probably a good idea all the way around. That's how it works. The part about the family secret that was just me being stupid. She did not say that she made out with her sister's boyfriend. But that's funny. If they ask for a secret and then you give them a dumb one. Uh they're from Kansas. They say they also grew up on a Kansas farm where they just ate a lot of, you know, natural foods and they kind of continued to do that throughout their years and they worked hard. She said, one thing that's really changed during our lives is freezers and refrigerators. We didn't have those when we were born. Man. I never thought about that. No refrigeration's
1: got to be a weird one. Yeah. Pretty good invention. Uh, Thank you. Happy
0: 100th birthday, Frances, and glad her sisters, Julia and Lucy, were there to get down with her. Uh, Tom, up the text line, said the secret
1: to living past 100 is not drinking creamer by itself. Story number two. Um, You don't know. Maybe
0: he does. Although right now, I will say it's the least happy I've ever been with drinking creamer because it's, it's a different poison today, and it's a poison I have not enjoyed. But normally, I'm team slim. I would drink this creamer. What if I drink the French vanilla that I normally drink? Would it cancel out the caramel macchiato that I'm not enjoying? Well, you're already ready to throw up, so why not? All right, Jay. I'm going to try one. Good luck. Right now. These little tiny things. Are these what a serving is supposed to be of creamer? Like when it says I, I how many know. calories are in creamer. I don't never read that. Single I just serve things. I just put I, it in until it looks like it's the right color and drink it. Oh, man. Now that one is good. That is not sugar free. <laughs> I do think <laughs> they do creamer serving size by Nippy News. Nippy News. You I'll double check it, but we'll I think that I, is. Might be I'm going right. to look at the back of here. Nutrition facts uh, about 63 servings per container. Serving size, one Nippy New. Thank you. It's proven. How do you you. spell that? Nippy N-I-P-P-Y. I I got that part. N-U-U. Nippy Nippy new. new. I mean duh. (laughs) What's your favorite Christmas carol of all time? Silver bells. Silver bells, Slim. That is not Mm. the answer of America. I was surprised by the number one Christmas carol. Uh, Silver Bells is on the list. It got some votes, no doubt about it. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas? Jay, that one I love. It got 20% of the votes, which Hmm. was was pretty high. That's one of the highest. It is uh, uh, second place.
2: If we're going with just good old gold standards Christmas carols, Deck the Halls is the best because it's the most fun to sing. It's, very, it's always, a Widmer, yes. Widmer family Christmas carol tradition.
0: Deck the Halls Plus, do you, you guys do
2: it like a round
0: or harmony yeah, yeah, or whatever. Your family's uh, good. Uh, yeah, that's uh, good. Uh, Deck the Halls only a miserable 2% of the votes. Really? Okay. Down towards the bottom along with Jingle Bells. Rudolph is at 5%. But the winner, they say, for Christmas carols is Silent Night. Wow, Really? Again, it's a nice song, but I, that that surprises me that that is the overall winner. Did they ask for these people carol. while they were sitting in front of a fire
1: with a nippy new of whatever in their cup? And
2: you have to have a bit of vocal chops. You do to pull off Silent Night. There's some there's some range required in that song. It's a great song. But there is some range required. There I could think you're a straighter. A are you thinking from only a singer's
1: perspective and most people are voting from a listening perspective? Oh, that's boy. That's true. That could this this could well be,
0: be the open. You open the door and you see
2: Silent Night. Yeah, I am. that's really interesting. I immediately thought singing Christmas carols. But you're right. Listening to them is a completely different beast. A good version of Silent Night
0: is amazing. It's pretty solid.
1: Yeah, and I, like, I think maybe that's why they appreciate it so much because, like you said, the person singing it usually is amazing. Yeah. So then they're like, wow, that person can really sing. America,
2: I got this wrong, I think, and you might have nailed this one. Deck the Halls is not as fun to listen to as Silent Night. It's just fun to sing. Yeah, so I, that's fair. Yeah, Silent
0: Night's a great answer and white christmas right behind that that makes some sense right a great version of white christmas is so good and we wish you a merry christmas pretty high up there too yeah we wish you a merry christmas
2: is awesome that's a fun one that's so much that's happiness that's a great song to sing it's a great song to listen to it's almost an impossible song to just listen to cuz it's so easy to sing
0: you have to sing along yep. yeah
2: hard not to and it's always the out for the christmas carolers that's always the last song Yep. Right. Uh, as we're out of here,
0: and that maybe makes Wait, it even. But, uh, yeah, you're just like, yeah, yeah that was fun. <laughs> Silent Night, though, you're right. I, if it's done well, you just open your door, and you've got your arm wrapped around your family, and you're just standing there swaying back and forth, thinking life is good. That's <laughs> brutal.
3: Jake, Kevin, and Slim. Jay and Kevin Show. Jay Daniels.
0: Hey, kids. I heard on the news that an airline pilot spotted Santa's sled on its way in from New York. Oh, 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 oh. Kevin
3: James. You serious, Clark? Art, you want to load me up with a little more there? It is good. The Jay and Kevin Show on the big ninety Coyote Country.
1: In 19 minutes, we're gonna give away $100 cash. That's 7:37. I'll do the math for you, cause you're you know you might be driving thinking, whoa, that's math, guys. Uh, 19 minutes, we'll give away uh, $100 in cash just for you.
2: Simple. It's a listener letter, you wrote it down We picked it up and we're reading it now Gonna find out if we can help at all And we're gonna see if you can help with your calls It's gonna be fun and it's gonna be great So let's get to it, no need to wait It's a listener letter, don't you know And we're reading
0: it here on the Jane Kevin Show Dear Jane, Kevin, I'm getting married in March of 2022. We, of course, are still dealing with some COVID restrictions at our venue. I'm not looking for some big, huge political debate on this issue. I think everyone has the right to choose what they want. I just want some thoughts for my wedding. A few of the suggestions were to have a table or two for unvaccinated guests or to ask everyone to provide negative tests. I have some family members that are very cautious, and we want to make them feel as comfortable as possible. We've decided against seating arrangements, but for tables, it would just be a few reserved tables that said unvaccinated guests. Is this a good idea and acceptable? Open to any other suggestions as well. We want everyone to feel welcome and enjoy the party. Thank you, Melody. All right,
1: 4410999 is the phone number and 4348623 is the text line. I mean, the table idea is probably a pretty bad idea. uh, Separating... I mean, it's their event. They can do whatever they want, clearly, which, you know, it's just yes like- Yes and
0: no. Sometimes the venue doesn't allow you. They make you do certain things. But it doesn't sound like that's the full case here. She said they have some that restrictions. Would, that would be the end of the email. Yeah, that would be the yeah. end. Okay, yeah. okay right. so, okay. She did she that's there's all some, over. The and venue
2: said no. Uh, J,
0: Slim, the reason I say that is because it does say <laughs> that a few of the suggestions were- to have the table so i don't know if that was coming from the venue or who that comes from but
1: yeah that's probably a real bad idea i mean if you want to say you have to have a negative test it's your wedding and you could say because hey look my mom is really susceptible or whatever the case might be you know i mean that's your thing and then if somebody doesn't want to come they don't have to come but
0: well and i think a lot of people have gone to that in this these covid weddings have have been the you know please if you're you know uncomfortable don't
4: don't yeah. come. Well, sure. You know, just yeah. if
0: anyone's feeling sick, that's the other thing. Like, if anybody's not feeling good, let's be smart. Don't go to the wedding. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. That makes it easier. <laughs> I do have an idea that I saw. That I, do we have a call? Hang on for a second, okay. Jocelyn. Yeah. What do you think?
4: Well, I actually had a wedding involved 2020, and we it was easier to cater to those who were more cautious of COVID than those who weren't. We had bracelets for people who wanted like the little rubber ones, people to stay six feet back. Uh, yes. We provided mass and hand sanitizer, and we spread our tables out for everybody and let people choose to move chairs. If they only wanted a couple, they could fold them and lean them up against the table. Yeah, that's if a good idea. Like there was too many people at the table, and it didn't feel like it was kind of shunning people who weren't as cautious, but it wasn't. Yeah. Like, letting people feel, like, unsafe.
1: Boy, I think... Jo- everybody
4: seems it, comfortable with that. Does it seem
1: like Jocelyn could run for office the way she stated all 100%. that? That was very politically yeah. Jocelyn, yeah. it's great. <laughs> that is the
0: exact idea that I saw at a wedding a this idea. last summer. And I thought it was such a, a great way to handle it because it's more of a... Listen, we're not, like, trying to segregate everybody or do anything like that. But just if... It lets you know people's personal preference without it being a big deal. Like, you put on the red wristband. The one I had, they had red wristbands, yellow, and green. So, the green, I think it said, like, high fives and hugs. And then, you know, when you just put them on when you came in. And then everybody kind of knows. It it makes it a little less, it just takes away the mystery, right? And everybody can have a good time.
4: It does. And nobody feels, like, singled out at all. And everybody can enjoy the day for the Happy couple.
0: Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. That's a cool
4: Thank idea. Thank you,
1: Jocelyn. Appreciate the call. Four four one zero nine nine nine. Let me grab this one real quick from Abby.
4: Hi. What are your thoughts? I think so. It's kind of tricky. You don't want to make um, everyone uncomfortable, but there comes the point where if it is their choice, you know, if you aren't comfy with not wearing a mask, then wear your mask. It's, you know. Whatever makes you feel the safest is obviously like the what you want to do. But if people don't want to wear their mask and um, that's a problem, then I would just say, hey, maybe if you'd like to get a test, that'd be awesome. If not, I don't think it's you know going to be okay if you come. But if it's a choice, then I don't think they you know have to wear the mask or do or social distance or whatever you know the case may be. But if you're especially if you're saying it's okay for it to be
1: a choice right you know what i mean yeah i i think maybe a good idea of going into it is all the people who are going to the wedding should keep in mind that it's about the married couple and maybe not about them whichever yeah. side they happen to fall on and then and maybe that would me, help the, a little bit
0: the, it's a planning a wedding is stressful enough and adding these extra thoughts like this that the fact that she's going through this and trying to figure it all it's a, it's a pain right trying to make sure everybody feels comfortable at the wedding where you just want him to come have fun.
1: Abby, thank you so much four four one zero nine nine nine. All right the conversation continues on our Facebook page.
3: Also less than fifty 50- for Spokane Weight Loss. Do you know the secret to losing up to one pound of fat every day? At Spokane Weight Loss, we know the secret. Their unique doctor supervised program makes it easy to lose weight, get healthy, and get your energy back safely, naturally, and effectively. If you'd love to lose unhealthy fat without counting points or calories, no exercising, no prepackaged meals, no HCG, no drugs, no hypnosis, or surgery, call Spokane Weight Loss. To today at 509-380-9800. The Spokane Weight Loss Program works. It helped me to lose 28 pounds a few years ago, and earlier this year, in just six easy sessions, I lost eight more inches with their Ultra Slim Body Contouring Program. It's great for both men and women. Christmas is coming, so give yourself the gift of health this year. It's time to look and feel your best. Call Spokane Weight Loss today at 509-380-9800. 800. The Jay and Kevin Show. Jay Daniels. Oh, no. I'm speaking in rhyme. Ah! Kevin James. And he puzzled and puzzled till his puzzler was sore. The Jay and Kevin Show on the big 99.9 Coyote Country.
1: Quick forecast update brought to you by Super One Foods. Fifty-one today, forty-one tomorrow. We're at forty-nine. Broke a record yesterday that was like ninety-six years old or something. I thought you were going to say it was ninety-six. I was like, I that would be a record. Seems high. One degree away from the
2: hottest day in December. For the kids listening, a record was something you would play. Uh, It was a big round disc. You'd put it on top of a mm. circular device that would spin around and a needle would drop down on top of it. A needle, the kind that I get the shot with? would come with? out of speakers. Oh, oh. I know. It's. Oh. I guess it would be the equivalent of saying,
0: we broke an MP3. <laughs> I am happy that vinyl's made a little comeback and the fact that some, some kids will at least grow up around it now. That makes me happy. Do you guys have vinyl at your house, Slim? Oh, yeah. Okay. But so I'm that- also
2: 40 years old and... Grew up with vinyl records in the house. So there's a lot of nostalgia to it. Yeah, I'm not cool, a cool hipster kid like the like my brother.
0: Okay, I was gonna say, there was a whole lot of area era that missed it altogether, though. But now I feel like a lot of even the hipsters are buying the vinyl, right? The hipsters are the vinyl buyers. Yeah. Okay. They
2: are the ones. They are the reason. Tis, tis them that is the reason for their season with their skinny jeans and their
0: vans. And then <laughs> guys like you are just buying it because it makes it's me think memories. of being a kid back. in Yeah. 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 See, you had to that's where mask. I am.
2: Yeah. So. The year was 2009, and Taylor Swift was releasing her last country music album. That album was Fearless. At the end of the year, it was the number one selling album of the year, and that was the last time a country music album was the number one selling album of the year in all genres in the United States of America. That Whoa. was it.
0: What, all, what about? All of the
2: 2010s, nothing. A long time. No Sam Hunt, nothing.
0: no, no he, at number
2: eleven in 2000 and. 15 Sam Hunted with Montevello. Luke Bryan had uh, a, a one, he had crashed my party I think is what it was called, that album I believe finished top 10. Tailgates and Tanlines that Luke Bryan album in 2012 finished number 6. That was a, a pretty high finisher yeah. in the world yeah. of country music. And I think it might have been 2011 there was another another good one up there. Uh, Jason Aldean, My Kind of Party in 2011, finished number four. But it's really tough when people like Adele are releasing albums. Yeah. And Taylor Swift is releasing a a non-country music album. If Taylor Swift releases music, you pretty much lose to her. Yeah, you're going to be fighting for second. That's kind of how it's
0: been over the years. The only way you get away with it is like the Morgan Wallen thing. And don't get me wrong, Morgan Wallen's album, awesome. But he released his, I think, in February. And like Adele released hers towards the end of the year. And same. So, so it makes it like, okay, Adele didn't have time to catch you. That's awesome. Now we got a little bit of a
2: spoiler there, but I will let you know this year was a good year in country music. Boys, it was good. 2009, last time. This year, the 36th best selling album was Morgan Wallen. If I Know Me. That's, that's, that's the right, 36th? Was, the 30, 36th was his, was his first album. Wow. 29th best-selling album, Luke Combs. This one's for you. That's two top. That's two country albums that are not new in the top 50, which is a, a little uh, That's kind of unusual. A little bit different. Yeah, that's yeah. really weird. You guys hear of the guy named Christopher Stapleton? I heard of him. His album, also a top 50, number 32. We're so starting
1: close. Starting over. Slim, I'm so tight with him, I call him Chris.
2: Get out of town. No, I'm not kidding. Number 7. Luke Combs' new one, What You See Is What You Get, was the seventh best-selling album of the year. And KJ had mentioned it right there. The number one album of the year in terms of sales in the United States of America. Beating out the extremely popular Olivia Rodrigo was Morgan Wallen. Dangerous. The double album.
1: Do they, when they rank those, do they, do they tell you by how much they won?
2: It doesn't say. By it doesn't how do that. Much. Doesn't I've sales. got to imagine that was close. Like what Kevin was saying, Morgan Wallen released his at the beginning of the year. Olivia Rodrigo was pretty early on in the year. I want to say she was May. Okay. For for her album Sour, which just skyrocketed. Taylor Swift's Evermore came out in the middle of summer. It finished fourth. Morgan had a lot of time. I mean, here's the deal. Kev mentioned the one that's breaking all the records right now. Adele is Adele released her album yeah. and broke every single record in a weekend that any album has ever had in a weekend. She will she will probably be next year's number one. It may be tough because you're still gonna have to sell a bunch of albums next year, but I I imagine that album will be
0: way up there. Yeah, it's that weird one where you get a lot of your sales at the end of one year and then going into the next year, even if you have a lot, it may not be enough to be, you know, number one because well, you sold a bunch of them yeah. at the end of the yeah. other year. Yeah, exactly. Great year for country music,
2: though. That's a good list right there. You've got Two Morgan Wallen albums in the top 50, two Luke Combs albums in the top 50, and a Chris Stapleton album in there as well. That That's a really good year for country music when it comes to sales, and then a lot of eyes look at these lists. That's a lot of yeah. eyes on the world of country music right now. Very, very cool. Yeah, that's awesome for the format and for the genre of country music because, like you said, people who may be listening to something else will go, Oh, what's this? What's this one all about? And then become fans. Uh, number two, uh, if you want to know your top five, it was Certified Lover Boy" by Drake, Taylor Swift's Evermore, number four, Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon by Pop Smoke. Kev, you want to give me a little snippet of any one of those songs? <laughs> and Olivia Rodrigo's Sour, number two, then of course we mentioned Morgan Wallen, number one, good year for the country music ones. Kev, I wanted to ask you this real quickly <laughs> in the entertainment news. Chris Jansen said his next album is going to include Eric Church
0: co-writing. These two guys like each other weirdly, don't they? I think so. I mean, I don't, it does seem like everybody respects Eric Church and his songwriting. And I feel like Eric loves writing songs so much, he'll write a song with anybody. Yeah, but Willie, that's the question. I mean, if if everybody likes you, do you, are you more likely to pick and choose
2: because you might not actually enjoy that person? Chris Jansen and Eric Church's friendship has blossomed over the past couple years with the two men bonding over fishing trips. There we go. So look, you take you, you go fishing with the right guys in the industry, and next thing you know, you're Chris Jansen working on your next songs. album, yeah. and your phone rings, and there's some really big name on it that says, Hey, bud. Yeah. I would love to write a couple songs for you. You know what you say to that when Eric Church calls? You say yes.
3: <laughs> I think that is correct. Hey, yeah. in Kevin Show, Jay Daniels. Come on! Dang. we won't let rudolph join in any reindeer games kevin james <laughs> Achoo. Achoo. the jay and kevin show on the big 99.9 9 coyote country
2: All right, so let me, what do you have for us today? Do you guys want to hear from Anonymous, Donnie, or Tammy? Ooh. Uh, well, Tammy. Okay, that's a good one to start with. Uh Uh-oh. This one just said this. It said, please tell Bill. That's the subject of the email. Mm Mm-hmm. Jay and Kevin. And then here's what it says. Jay and Kevin, comma, Bill, I don't need any more candles. If there's one under the tree, take it back. (laughs) That was from Tammy. Hey,
3: that's Uh, they must
2: listen. Yeah, I I guess. So Uh, there you go. I've done our due diligence. So, Bill, no more candles. Yeah, no more candles. (laughs) It's got to be one of the the worst. (laughs) We we all are in accordance. You've got you've got to have you've got to have gift receipts potentially ready if you're buying your wife a gift.
1: Well, the stuff with like candles or those other fallback gifts, where you go, you kind of gotten in the habit of it, you know, and then you're like, well, she seems to like it. She loves candles. Because in your mind, you think that she did, whether she did or not, and. Mm I think one way to settle that is anybody who would like us to, you know, not so subtly let their spouse know, just send us an email and just great, say things like, yes. Bill, if there's one
2: under the tree, take it back. Would you like to hear from Anonymous or Donnie? Well, I want Anonymous. You know that. Okay. And I, I'm keeping this one anonymous because it is actually an email we got from someone we know.
0: Okay. So you'll make this sense. This is fun now because I will try to guess who it is.
2: Jane Kevin, are you supposed to buy presents for your roommates? My roommate's girlfriend was over the other night. They were wrapping presents for her roommates.
1: Are you supposed to buy, supposed presents, to buy presents for, your, for
2: roommates? your roommates? My roommate's girlfriend was over the other night and they were wrapping gifts for her roommates.
1: Well, there's a difference yeah. between girls and guys.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. For sure. Yeah, good guys know. I'm tell you this. These people about. are in their 20s. We know them, they are in their 20s, so I'm assuming everyone involved is that age, and I agree with what you're saying, Jay. Girls 100, girls do things a lot different. I mean, my wife and some
1: of the friends that she teaches with, they do gifts for each other, and they've gone completely insane with it, and I've asked it to stop because, you know, you don't need to give out Arbor Day gifts to each other. No. Yeah, you do. Oh, you know what? You're right. Yeah, you do. That's that's, that's my bad. That's I my will dad. tell
2: this person this. I my my best buddy and I were roommates for a couple of years, and we always did Christmas gifts for each other, and they were always things that we both wanted. Okay, and it was a great reason for us to get things that we both wanted. All right,
1: well that, then I have a conversation. That's cool. So you had a conversation with each, with each other prior to well, we just Christmas. both bought the gifts knowing that like we knew what each other wanted. But did you talk about the fact that hey, man? I'm getting you something or you never, you just kind of left it up to chance.
2: I'm trying to remember how that, I mean, here's the deal. This is one of those moments where I'm officially of that age that I have to try to rewind the clock 20 years. I think it must've been that one of us had bought the gift and put it under the Christmas tree. Wow. So the other person sees it and you're like, oh, you got me something. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I did. I'm excited for Christmas. There's no
0: way we waited till Christmas, for, till Christmas to open it. Sure. That's, you know, I was thinking of, of course not some like I was thinking, OK, my son, Coop, he's in his 20s. He has a roommate. And I was like, I can't imagine them ever buying gifts. But then this has happened where one of them will see something that they know the other guy will love. They've been best friends forever, too. And so it's like I think he just got a shirt from Corey where it was like Corey saw this blazer shirt or something. It was like Coop would love this, bought it for him. And then just gave it to him right away and said, this is like for your birthday and Christmas. That's a good guy way of doing it, right? Yeah, like I give like it to that, you in the moment. And yeah. Say, ah, I was thinking about you this is for your birthday or Christmas or whatever.
1: Yeah, do yeah. it in the moment. Just don't say it's for Christmas or your birthday, because yeah. then he's going to feel like come Christmas or their birthday, you are going to have to give him something back. I know. No, for- but you can do that in like
0: May,
2: so it does It makes oh, it easy, right? If you're saying no Christmas
0: in May, I see. I yeah, like you know. just whenever you
2: see it, you yeah. go, Oh yeah, this is for your Christmas. Definitely birthday. in the moment, though. I know for a fact in 2001 that gift was the computer game Dark Age of Camelot, and I bought that game, <laughs> and we definitely opened it early because we wanted to play that during Christmas break at school. (laughs) So really great, thoughtful gift. I would tell this person, get your roommate a gift. I would say, get your roommate a gift. It can be something you want. You're going to get to use it. Get like an air fryer or something cool. Right? Leave it in your
1: room, and then if he doesn't get you something, you have an air fryer. If he does give
2: you something. Did I forget to put that under the tree? Uh, I want to read one more for you. It's a little bit lengthier, but Donnie asked this question, and boys, good luck. Jay and Kevin... On his way out of the office yesterday, my manager asked if I wanted anything from Jack in the Box. I told him I did, and he brought me food back. I didn't give him money for it because I thought it was him being nice, and he didn't ask for money when he gave me my food and drink. Another coworker said he did give him money for his lunch. Do I owe my manager money? That's from Donnie. Nope. He asked if you wanted
1: something. Yeah, that needs to be established before he buys. It. I agree with that. If that's, he that just a,
2: buys it and brings it back, especially manager, if it's uh, coworker, as say, yes, if it's as a coworker, manager. you owe money, right? If if Kevin's like, dude, mm-hmm. you need anything from Wendy's? Uh, there's, I, I'm gonna give him money, but if it's manager, that's tis a gift. Yeah, it and the only like the only yeah. thing
1: that's on the employee a little bit would be if you say if he comes in and says, hey, do you want anything from Arby's? and you go i don't have any money now you've established right up front that you're not going to pay or you say ah, i don't really ah, i'm trying to watch my budget yeah no uh, no this is on me now it's all out, yeah. in the,
2: uh, out in the open yeah you've got to be more heady with that i also am mad at the coworker who then was like yeah dude i gave him money yeah I'm that mad ruined at that it guy. Yeah, like, yeah don't that was, do that
1: yeah you should be mad don't at do him don't do that yeah. don't
2: do that to somebody I, I like it. I do like the fact that the boss did want money. I've got to imagine that transaction was wonderfully awkward because you just oh, put the food gosh. in front of him and stand for a second waiting.
1: <laughs> no, that'd be And terrible. you're just
2: looking, going, yeah, I'm not getting mm-hmm. my 8.50 or whatever it is for a combo. <laughs> but I don't think he owes him money. I actually think the boss shouldn't have taken money from the other co Oh, for sure. I agree. That's yeah, the, if you just ask yeah, that way. 100%.
1: The way to get back at the other employee is like you're in a meeting, and you ask the boss, "Hey, do you have a pen?" And he gives you a pen. And you throw him a dollar. And then you look over at your coworker and go, "Well, aren't we just paying for stuff that he gives us?" That is it,
2: huh? right? Give him throw fifty cents. <laughs> yeah. I thought
1: that dick. that's what you said because when he brought us food, you were just no. Oh, now it's
3: awkward. And,
4: and just
2: forever and ever and ever. If you buy your co-workers or your employees anything, mm-hmm. you cannot expect them to give you money for it. No, no. not after the fact.